Hello and welcome to this week's Acting Out podcast. Hello and welcome to the special Pride edition of the Acting Out podcast. We're presenting a new piece called Opening Up. We had hoped to present this as part of our two-week Acting Out Pride Festival in association with Dublin LGBTQ Pride, but for obvious reasons, that wasn't to be. So we thought we'd record one of the pieces instead. We hope you enjoy it. Yes, she did. I heard her clear as a bell. She said it's easy to forget. I was right next to her. You always think the best of everyone. It's charming, in a way. And you always think the worst. You smell homophobia in every room. It is in every room. And it's sad. No, tragic, really, how you've internalised it all. But given what your father was like... Oh, here we go. What she said, what she actually said as she looked right into my eyes was... It's easy to, faggot. Well, that makes no sense. Why would some randomer in Aldi say that to you? I was having unexpected difficulties setting the width on the bread slicing machine. She was hovering behind me, just head to toe in man-made fabrics, flagrantly invading my personal space, waving a caramelised onion for capture in my face and screaming, It's easy to, faggot! Her exact words. What a bitch! Oh, you're like some wrinkly old snowflake. You're so easily triggered. Wrinkly yourself. But not all of us think Botox is the smartest of ideas, sweet pea. It's starting to look like late stage Joan Rivers. Oops, did I say that out loud? No, no, no. Look, let me do it. You'll get my system all messed up. You sit down. Do you want tea? No, I want wine. Oh, suit yourself. Shit, I think I forgot to get pickled sprat from the deli. Well, we can get them next time. Yeah, but I wanted them for David and Paul coming over tomorrow night. I plan to make that Swedish thing, you know, the one we had that time in Stockholm. Well, can't I use anchovies instead? I think we have them. That would be unforgivable. The Swedish for sprat is anchovies. So using anchovies is such a rookie mistake. What have it became known? The shame. How do you even know these things? You mean the Swedish name for Sprat is not common knowledge? I just don't understand how you know all these ridiculous facts. Like, I bet you know what the capital of Uzbekistan is. Tashkent, obviously. Or who wrote Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Harold Arnold and Yip Harbour. But surely every gay man knows that. We don't all have to ask Alexa, darling. You bitch. I just have to think of something else to cook. So annoying. Yeah, and about Saturday... What about it? I'll be out. In the evening. Oh. If that's all right. Well, there was nothing in the diary, so... No, no, that's fine. I wanted to watch the Strictly final anyway. Where are you off to? Do you really want to know? I would, actually. Uh, Don't ask, don't tell. Oh, right. It's an outing, then. If that's okay. Right, sure. Actually, well, I've been thinking about that recently, Jack. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And? And, well, I know it's what we agree, but I've been... Having second thoughts about... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, no, definitely. I mean, about the don't ask thing. Really? Yeah, I mean, the open thing, that's fine. Well, it's sensible. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but I think... No, I, I thought about this. Yeah, I, I thought about it and I would, I would like to know who. Not the details, God, no, but the name. Yeah, I, I like to know that. Just so, y- you know. I'm not sure I do know. Well, just supposing. Supposing it was someone I knew, someone known to me. I don't know, it feels, I don't know, weird. Is that the word? Odd. Yeah, odd. But there, the other guy knows, and I don't. I mean, suppose we meet, and fuck knows Dublin is such a small world, a village really. I feel, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's it, uncomfortable knowing that someone knows something I don't know. Does that make sense? Kind of. But why didn't it occur to you before? Before we set the ground rules? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You... You can't always anticipate the gap between the idea and the reality, can you? And I think any kind of ground rule should be open to, I don't know, renegotiation, no? Well, I guess. So, who is it? What, as in now or ever? As in Saturday fucking night. Sorry, I I didn't mean... I'm not sure. I'm not going to get all psycho about it. You're doing that blinky thing with your eyes. What? You do it when you're trying not to hit me. You better watch out, then. Step away from the knife. It's just... Well, the other... The other party... What about them? Well, they've entered into an agreement as well. God, you've got them signing an agreement now. No, you're deliberately misunderstanding me. Well, enlighten me, then. Well, they might have entered into... Well, into the arrangement on the basis of, on the basis of anonymity, maybe. They might not want it to be known by the other party, as it were. Jeez, you're not at work now, Jack. Party, agreement, arrangement. You're not completing on a fucking house sale. I didn't mean... So who is it? It's a simple question. But is it simple? Should be. Or do you want me to guess? To guess? Oh, you want to turn this into a game of charades? Charades. Maybe that's just what it is. Hugh, honey, what's got into you? Why are you doing this? When we agreed to open things up, it was your idea, wasn't it? It certainly wasn't mine. And it's worked, hasn't it? Two years now and we've been getting on okay. Well, I thought we were. Maybe I got that wrong, but for me, I can only speak for me. Well, there's been an ease, a, a, a kind of looseness, which I thought we'd lost. No? You seemed happy. No? Sometimes you agree to things because you think it's what the other person wants, oh, but is afraid to ask. That is so unfair. We talked about it loads, lists of pros and cons, research on the internet, books. Don't try and portray yourself as some kind of victim here, Hugh. With me as some kind of pantomime villain, forcing you into something that you didn't want, but I did. Is that what you really think? No, no, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this is coming out wrong. Of course I agree to it all, but I, I'm just saying I would rather know who, that's all. 
and I can't see why that's such a big deal. I'm not going to punish you. That's probably what the stormtroopers said to the gays on Crystal Nacht. You're actually comparing me to a Nazi. It was a figure of speech. Why are you making such a big deal about it? I'd just like to know who exactly you're being open with. Well, I don't want to about, know about your adventures, like not anything. But you're not me. What we want might be different. Exactly. Wasn't that the point of opening things up in the first place? So, who is it? Are you sure now? Because, you know, once it's out there... You've not committed a crime. It kind of feels like I have, though. Oh, God. It's not someone underage, is it? No, Hugh, for fuck's sake. Do you think I'm some kind of pedo? No, of course not. Apologies, so... Okay. Okay. It's... Gavin. Gavin? That banker Gavin? Really? Sorry, not not judging, but Gavin Higgins? Really? Well, that's a surprise. Still, I, I almost never run into him, almost never, so that's grand. Does he still wear those unfortunate socks? Comedy socks, never a good look. A bit too... Ah, mad me. Not an overweight, terminally dull wanker of a banker. No, not Gavin Higgins. Ugh, you really think that I'd... Well, horses for courses. So I don't know this Gavin, then. Well, I wouldn't say that exactly. So who is it, then? Exactly. Gavin O'Brien. Gorgeous Gavin. Bubble butt Gavin. Gavin with the wonderful hair. Oh, you almost had me there, you devil. Gavin O'Brien. Yeah, right, good one. So who is it, really? It's that Gavin. Quiet Gavin. You're kidding me. There's no way he'd be interested in... An old fart like me? Well, he is. So there you have it. Are you happy now? Gavin? Seriously? Gavin O'Brien? I can't... Well, you can't go ahead with it. <laughs> Why? Because it's Gavin. Choir Gavin. He stands next to me in the tenors. All our friends in the choir know him. Jesus. Do any of them know? I thought Robert was looking at me a bit oddly in the rehearsal last week, and he's a big pal of Gavin. Seriously, you can't shag Gavin. We said only people we didn't know. Well, maybe we didn't make that explicit, but it's kind of obvious that. I mean, we've been away with him on tour. He's been to our house for a put-look supper. I mean, really, Jack? No, 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 no. Hang on. This isn't the first time, is it? Is it? No. No. Look, let's stop this now. It's not going to do either of us any good. Please. How long have you been seeing him? Hugh, stop! I don't want to talk about this anymore, okay? You wanted a name and I told you and that's enough. How long? Hugh, really? How long have you been fucking Gavin Buns of Steel O'Brien? Oh, I can't remember. Oh my God, it's been going on so long you don't even remember when it started. No, not that long. A couple of weeks, a month. Oh, a bit longer than that. A bit longer? Maybe 18 months. I, I really can't recall. 18 months? Oh, that's lovely. 18 months? That's not a casual one-off, it's a fucking affair. Hardly. Look, I knew this was a mistake. And how often do you fuck? Kill that's enough. And seriously, stop waving that knife around. Does he have a daddy thing? Is that it? 
What? He's your bull boy who needs daddy to put him right. Is that how it works? He's got a thing about beer bellies and badger hair. Is that it? Well, it's got to end. Obviously, like now. Hugh! And anyone else in the choir? Roger? You always get giddy when he talks to you. Or Simon, I've seen you staring at his bum and please don't say that you don't. Or creepy Colin who does that horrible laugh. <laughs> Every time you so much as open your mouth. <laughs> Ooh, Jack, you're such a gas man. <laughs> I'd like to smash his face in. No, Gavin's the only one. Well, it has to stop. Has to? What, are you my dad now? Oh, I think we've already established who's the daddy, haven't we? Does he call you daddy or da? Do you call him son as you're stuffing your cock in his gob? Harder, daddy, harder. Has Gavin been a good boy? Ew, that is enough. But I've only just got started. Does he sit on your knee? I mean, what do you talk about? Stormzy and Extinction Rebellion or other things you know absolutely nothing about. And he's not going to know too much about what pop bands there were in the 80s or the best plants for a shady border now, is he? It's embarrassing, that's what it is. He's half your age. Age is a social construct. Says every deluded middle-aged man who's fucking a student. He's not a student. Well, okay, he is. But he's a post-grad student. Oh, he's a post-grad. He's still half your age. It's some sort of midlife crisis thing. You'd be buying a motorbike next and getting a gym membership. Wait, you did get a gym membership, didn't you? Last year, you went for about three weeks. Why are you being so hateful? I want you to stop seeing him. Well, why is that so important to you? For fuck's sake, Jack. Do you really have no concept of what a fool I feel? Standing singing next to Gavin all these months. He must have thought I was a complete twat. He doesn't think that. So you've been discussing me with him. I'll have to leave the choir now. Oh, Hugh, you're being ridiculous. I feel completely humiliated. Why can't you understand that? Some of them are bound to have figured it out. Well, you hadn't. Well, more fool me so. You must end this today. And what if I won't? What if you won't? My God. You're in love with him? Oh, don't be ridiculous. He's just a friend. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Shit. Maybe I am in love with him. No, I'm not. Of course I'm not. It's infatuation. That's all it is. I love Hugh. I do. I mean, of course I thought Gavin was hot. Everyone in the choir did, including Hugh. We'd gone around the houses about opening up the relationship for a few years, and it was Hugh who pushed for it in the end. He said gays had been heteronormified, and that we didn't have to accept everything that comes with being a straight couple. We know a lot of gay couples who are open, with varying degrees of success, it has to be said, but there's still a lot of judgement about it. Just go on the apps for five minutes and you'll soon get burned. I'd had a couple of casual one-offs before Gavin, and they were grand, but to be honest, they reminded me of why I'd stopped being single. The awkward aftermath, the panic about STIs, the disappointing sex... Hugh was away at a conference when it first happened with Gavin. He had a spare ticket for a film in the French Film Festival. That's what he's doing his PhD on. Queer representation in French cinema. I was a bit surprised, to be honest. I mean, we have the banter in the choir, and we've chatted in the pub after, but I never thought he was in any way interested in me. 
But then I thought, well, why not? No harm to be had. Though for some reason I didn't tell Hugh when he rang from Brussels that night. I said I was staying in and watching Casablanca, which is the kind of thing I would do. Whereas going to the cinema with someone half my age definitely wasn't. The film was great and there was lots to talk about in the pub after. And third pint in, he leaned in to kiss me. So I let him. You two open then, he said. Yeah, I said, only recently. That's cool, he said. Then he kissed me again. Then I was in a panic, thinking who might have seen us. So I suggested we go. He lives at home still, so going there wasn't an option. I couldn't bring him here. That just seemed wrong. A violation of a sacred space or something. For a lot of us gay men, our home is a sanctuary of sorts, when we can fully be ourselves in a way that was forbidden when we were growing up. So, I booked us into a hotel. It was 250 quid. I nearly put it on our joint account card. I was just punching in the number when I realised. He was beautiful. Lean, but not skinny. Toned, but not a gym bunny. A chest full of dark, silky hair with a treasure trail leading all the way to his bush. The sex was fantastic, and yes, okay, he was right. There was a bit of a daddy-son roleplay going on, but so fucking what? It was hot. And since then, we've started seeing each other. About once a month. Not more, because open relationships are actually quite difficult to arrange from a practical point of view. We were careful too, never meeting anywhere we'd be likely to be seen, not disclosing it to any of our friends, which was harder than it seems. And yes, sometimes I was embarrassed by the age difference. <laughs> Once we were checking out of a hotel in London, Gavin had been at a conference there, and I was ha happily also there for work. And when I tried to pay the bill, the receptionist said, Oh, it's okay, your son has taken care of it. <laughs> and you do get looks. But weirdly... This has made me love Hugh more. We've had more sex in the last couple of years than in the five years before it. Oh, it's not wildly exciting, but it's comforting, it's loving it. And to be honest, I've no clue what Gavin is wittering on about half the time. I mean, what exactly is grime or Fortnite? And I wish he'd just shut the fuck up about being a vegan. Like, nobody cares. Plus, I can't keep it up. He's hard again after about 15 seconds after he's come. And this sounds bad, but sometimes I pretend I've fallen asleep to avoid around two. <laughs> Do I love Gavin? Possibly. In a way. <laughs> Fuck. But it's possible to love more than one person, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, are you in love with this child or not? No, not at all. It's just a bit of uncomplicated fun, and he's not a child, he's a friend with benefits. Well, it's not benefiting me. You really are a piece of work sometimes, Jack. And what are you, the bloody Spanish Inquisition? So tell me who you've been seeing. I bet you've been with Craig. You're always flirting with him. He's desperate to get into your pants. He doesn't even try to hide it, I've told you. So come on, out with it. I would, but I don't even know their names. I thought that was what we agreed. Anonymous encounters. No emotional attachment involved. 
The sad fact is, I haven't been with anyone at all. Not really. I met up with a couple of blokes, that was about the height of it. One was visiting Dublin from Roscommon, I'd met him on Scruff. When I walked into the bar we'd agreed to meet, I couldn't see him. I was a bit early so I bought a pint and settled down. And this guy came over, all smiles, and said, Are you David? Of course I hadn't given him my real name, so for a moment I must have looked a bit mystified. What was more mystifying was that his profile picture was at least 20 years old. And he was wearing wellies. I mean, he'd sent a dick pic, but dicks just don't age in the same way as a face. You really would be hard pushed to tell someone's age by their cock. He sat himself down and started talking. After about 30 seconds, I knew I wanted to leave. He told me about his farm and the isolation and the economic hardships. And if I were a nicer person, I would have listened and then given him the contact he craved. But I'm a bit of a cunt sometimes, so I interrupted in mid-flow and said, Look, you seem a nice guy, but this is just not going to work. I'm sorry. But I've come all the way from Roscommon, he said. I've booked a hotel and everything. It cost a packet. I offered to pay the hotel bill, or half of it, and he went into a rage. People were staring. I bought him a whiskey, hoping to calm him down, and asked him about himself, and it was heartbreaking. But not heartbreaking enough to make me want to sleep with him. After an hour or so, I directed him to the boiler house, which he'd never heard of, but seemed delighted with the prospect of him when parted ways. The next one turned out to be a priest, and one that's still practising. I admired him the way. He decided that God had made him gay, and that was okay, and that celibacy was a nonsense. He was a really interesting guy, and handsome, but here's the thing. All the time he was talking, I just thought, I wish I could tell Jack about this. Jack's really good at asking questions. He draws people in. People tell him things. Jack's got these incredible eyes. It's like you're being hypnotised. So I didn't sleep with Hot Priest either. I felt like I'd listened to his confession and absolved him of his sins. But we've become friends, which is cool. And that's all I want. To be friends. I don't want to have sex with anyone else than Jack. It's too much like hard work. If I could magic Tom Hardy into my bed for an hour, then make him magically vanish after we'd had our fun, that would be ideal. But the process, it's soul-sapping. All that time wasted on apps and then people don't show up, or their head cases are just plain weird, or really nice, or interesting. But they're not interesting enough. I'd rather go and see a film or meet a mate for a drink than waste time chasing cock I'm not actually that bothered about. I gave up after about two weeks, but I pretended to Jack that I had encounters when abroad or at a conference because I knew he was having them. I was a bit embarrassed about being so square, to be honest. I don't want anonymous or random. I want Jack, a nice cuddle and a blowjob on a Sunday morning before we go for brunch at the two pups. I want a quickie in the kitchen we don't really have time for. I want to take a shower together in a hotel in Berlin and soap each other down. In every couple there is one who attracts more stares, who's gazed on more. And with us, that's always been Jack. People think once you're in a relationship, things are somehow sorted. But that's not how it is. 
It's bloody hard work. You're always recalibrating, picking your battles, biting your lip, ignoring the things that drive you mad. And we've gotten good at that. Maybe too good. But now the cat's out of the bag and here I am, an overweight middle-aged man competing with gorgeous Gavin with a cast iron pecs. How's that going to end? And how many of those have there been? Oh, not more than a dozen or so. A dozen? Randomers? Yes. And what about that weird priest fella you suddenly became friends with? Not with him. And he's no weirder than you. And you're getting tested? Jack, I'm a doctor. Do you really have to ask that? <sighs> so what are we going to do? Well, the ball's in your court. Or in Gavin's mouth. Who can say? Jesus. So, do you want to stop having an open relationship? Is that it? Yes. I don't know. I knew you didn't really want to in the first place. You see, the thing is, you, you see yourself as some radical faggot from 1970s San Francisco, when in fact, you're more like an elderly vicar's wife from Tunbridge Wells. I'll have you know I've never even been to Tunbridge Wells, and if you knew I didn't really want it... Then why did you leap ahead and start molesting children? For the last time, he is not a fucking child. He might as well be. Oh, I give up. If we can't talk honestly without getting all snarky, then... I'm just I'm just reeling. Do you not get that? We've shared everything. Well, I thought we had. Now, you had this big, this big thing, which I was excluded from. You must see that, no? So what do we do? Look. Maybe I will be okay with it in time if we amended the rules. What do you think? Well, what to? Well, obvious things. Ones we should have thought about. And that's my fault too. Like, no one known to us for one. No one bought home, obviously. You haven't. No, as if I'm... And, wo- and no overnight. Unless the other one is out of town. Right. So that's agreed. Okay. And you'll stop seeing Gavin. Yes. No. Does it have to be either or? So what I hear you saying is that we are equivalent. Gavin and me, really? 20 years being with someone, being married to someone, raised about the same as a meaningless fling with some teenager who will dump you as soon as he gets bored of you or or moves city. Can't you see that getting a handjob from some stranger is not the same as seeing someone we both know for 18 months? How could you do this to me? How could you? I haven't done anything to you. This is so typical of you. Let's open things up, Jack. Let's not be constrained by heteronormativity, Jack. I bet you haven't been with anything like 12 guys. I bet you haven't even been with one. Have you? Yeah, I knew it. I'm always the one left to put your great plans into action. And when I do, you turn into a complete bitch because you hate to think that I can do what you don't have the guts to do. Because you see, Hugh, all these notions of you being alternative, of being edgy, are just a con. You're always pointing out internalised homophobia in other people. But maybe, just maybe, you should spend a little more time looking at yourself. How dare you! You couldn't have a good idea if your life depended on it. You unimaginative little fuck. Well, that's charming. Thank you.
You see, Hugh, you think you're so avant-garde, that you're so cutting edge. And what you're actually full of, Hugh, what you're actually full of is grade A bullshit. Well, maybe I am. But that's better than the rank smell of total desperation coming off a middle-aged man that somehow imagines his teenage lover isn't secretly retching inside every time the old-age pensioner he's seeing sticks his cock in his ass. Are you paying him? I don't need to. But you are paying him in kind. Expensive dinners, hotels, little gifts, like some sort of hipster mistress. He actually thinks I'm really, really hot. He loves me fucking him. He loves being pounded by an overweight midget with early onset diabetes. Keep telling yourself that, Jack. And he's got such a firm, tight ass Hugh. It's not sinking to the floor like some we could mention. You're unbelievable! Ah, well, fuck Ow. you, Jack. Fuck, fuck, hey, fuck you. Hey. Stop it, that hurts you. Stop it. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I was just... Oh. oh, for God's sake, you. Why must you always catastrophize? Let's talk it out. Oh, look. Hugh. Look at me. Hugh, look at me. Listen, will you? Listen to me. I love you. Do you hear me? I love you. Of course it's not the same with Gavin. How could it be? Twenty years. That's a miracle. My parents didn't even last that long. I've built a life with you. Hugh... Who was there for me when my mum died? You were. Who pushed me to apply for that job I never thought I had a chance of getting? You did. Who brings me coffee every day in bed? You do. Who buys me practically all of my clothes? You do. Who never lets anyone get away with sending something homophobic or racist or misogynist when I'm just stand there kind of grinning awkwardly? You do, and I love that about you. Who sorts out every technical problem we have on the computer like a one-person helpline? You do. Who knows the lyrics from the scores of every Stephen Sondheim musical and sings them with me in harmony? You do. Who is the kindest, most generous, funniest person I know? You are. In a flock of pigeons, Hugh, you're a flamingo. You're also a sarcastic bitch. OCD about cleaning. You schedule us to within an inch of our lives so we actually haven't got a free weekend for about three years. You drink too much. You sometimes wear things that are too young for you. Y yes, you do. I hate the way you're always farting in public. I mean, normal people, they hold it in. I hate the way you make us move seats in the cinema if someone sits next to us with a bag of popcorn. And you have a completely unnatural obsession with miserable female singer-songwriters. If I have to hear Joni fucking Mitchell singing It's coming on Christmas once more, I think I'll have to kill you or both of us. But those are the things that make you you. I don't want to change you. Well, a bit less Lana every song is the fucking same Del Rey would be great. But Hugh, my darling Hugh, the pluses so outweigh the minuses. Love is a verb, Hugh. 
It's not what you say, it's what you do. And you do love. Every day you do love. I'm fond of Gavin. But it's not the same, how could it be? He's fun, yes he's hot. And yes he made me feel desired and wanted and it's a bit pathetic needing validation from a man of half my age. I'm well aware of that, but it was good for me. I'm sorry, but it was. It was so uncomplicated. It didn't mean I loved you any less. I don't want to be his partner. He's too young. He's just starting out. He'll have all sorts of adventures. I want him to have them. But isn't that what we've fought for over the years? To be able to love in different ways from how society told us we could. With kindness and affection and with laughter, with respect. But if you can't bear the thought of me and you know who, then I'll call a halt. I'd want to explain it to him face to face and he'd be fine, honestly. And so will I. Thank you. I feel a bit shaky. What lovely things to say. I feel ridiculous now, like some pretty old queen and her husband bash her too now. It's pathetic. No, it isn't. I should say them more. I should say them every day. Please don't. Please don't. It might make me sick in my mouth if you did it any more often than once a decade. Let me look at that arm. No evidence, thank God. Evidence of bruising, I mean. And you're right. God, how I hate saying that sentence. But in my head I'm this incredibly chill, liberal, radical fairy. When in reality I'm my mother. Judgmental, conservative, possessive, paranoid, uptight. Uh, this is where you jump in and say, no, you're not any of those things. You are not any of those things. Well, not more than half of them. So if seeing Gavin gives you a bit of pleasure, really, should I deny you that? I don't think you really mean that, Hugh. No, I don't. At the moment. I will have to work on it. It's a work in progress. I'd like to speak to him alone. I'm sure that would be okay. I think... Honestly, if you're not happy, I really think he wouldn't be interested in carrying on. Look, now this might be mad, right? And if you hate the idea, well, that's, of course, totally fine. Oh, what? I'll just take these leaks out of assault range first. Now, listen, it's just a thought, okay? But why don't you... Um, you know, why don't you join in with me and Gavin? What? Now you really have gone insane. Well, think about it. He really fancies you. He doesn't. He told me he did. He thinks you're hilarious and smart and sexy. He did not. Oh, you darling man, you were all of those things and more. He really said that? Scout's honour. Really? Yes, really. Thanks, but... Well, just think about it. Okay. Well, he is very hot. And really smart. Really smart. And a great singer. Top-notch. And he liked to, you know, with both of us at the same time. Oh, one after the other. I'm joking. Yeah, he's often mentioned it. Well, I'll think about it. It feels a bit weird. But in a good way. I'll think about it. You do that. 
But if you're not interested, then of course, that's fine. And I can stop seeing them in that way. If I carried on alone, I don't know. I think it would just eat away at us. I can see that now. I should have seen that before. I'm really sorry, Hugh. Me too. And apologies again for assaulting you with a member of the Onion family. I deserved it. Well, thank God it wasn't a root vegetable. Ooh, a good whack with a parsnip next time, so... Bash on the head with a Jerusalem artichoke. Don't give me ideas. Come here, husband. Look, we'll be all right, won't we? Won't we? I made a vow. The better... Or worse. ...till leaks do us part. So, that Saturday, Hugh did join us, me and Gavin. I did. It was fan-fucking-tastic. It was. He had the most amazing... I don't think they need the details. And we continued to see Gavin together. I was really turned on by seeing Gavin and Jack going at it. And Gavin was so turned on by Hugh, it doubled the pleasure. It ended eventually, of course, as these things do. Gavin got his PhD and moved to Chicago for a fellowship. We're planning to visit him there next year. And there was no one else for a while. We were in no rush. And then we met Colm. He was sat next to us at Hannah Gadsby. Three gay men in a sea of lesbians. Closer to us in age. Teachers at an FE college. Social care. He's not long out of a long-term relationship. Doesn't want another one for now. So we'd suit him. And he suits us. And he said he likes the fact that We come as a pair. You've been listening to Opening Up by Sean Denyer. Jack was played by Howard Lodge and Hugh was played by Sean Denyer. The piece was directed by Howard Lodge. You've been listening to the Acting Out podcast. If you'd like to know more about what we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at Acting Out Group or on our Facebook page or go to our website www.actingoutgroup.com. Music for the podcast was by Eden and the show was produced by Sean Denyer.